This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, head of the family. Upset the head, and you're dead. Emmanuel Lewis is the Antichrist. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, episode 96. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And sadly, once again, we are without Brett. Yeah. Old Hollywood Brett's too important these days. Yeah, he said he had to go off and be head of the family. So. (laughs) He said head of the class because he's an idiot. That's true. But I didn't want to, you know, burst his bubble there. So, head of the head of the family, head of the family with the goofiest intro music we've heard so far on this podcast, I think. Yeah, and possibly the most boring credits. <laughs> yeah, and I hope you like that theme music because you're going to hear it about one hundred twenty-eight thousand two hundred sixty-three times throughout the course of this movie. <laughs> well, if it had been, been sixty-four, I would have had a problem with it, but sixty-three, I'm good with. Yeah, you don't want to push it too far. Yep. And this is a full moon feature. Oh, I missed that. Oh, a full moon feature. Okay. I was like, yeah. I missed there was a full moon. Full moon, you know, they did stuff like uh, the Puppet Master series. There you go. So you know you're in for a good time. Yep. And I don't remember how this movie even starts. It starts with uh, a dude who looks like a mannequin walking out of a door. Oh, that's and then right. A- and then a woman who looks like a porn star walking out of a door, and then a dude who looks like a pro wrestler walking out of the door and standing together like they're about ready to walk forward in a fantastic hero slow motion, you know, kind of stride into the future kind of look. But then they just go to the grocery store. Yeah, if there was an explosion behind him, it would have been an action movie. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, and then we cut to the diner. The diner slash stop and shop place? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that was a thing, but cool, whatever. And then we have Nickelback, who is starting to break people's arms if they don't pay him for the drugs he sells. And that dude's got stacks. Yep, and then he, he bitches about his... I thought it was his girlfriend, but it turns out to be his wife... Now, she, if she keeps eating that ice cream, she's going to get fat. So I just called her Fatty to be for the next <laughs> the rest of the movie. Yeah, an old haircut there. Like, I mean, let's be realistic. Nickelback. His Nickelback. name is Nickelback. He, he has a mullet, and I'm pretty sure he's from Canada. His name is Nickelback. Nickelback, if his wife weighed more than 107 pounds, I would be fucking shocked. Yeah, I know. She was, uh, as we discover later, she does not have the poochy tummy that he accuses her of having. She is quite fit. She is two vomits away from an eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> so we we're, learn... also, we're also introduced to Aragorn, the owner of the Stop and Shop. Yeah. Who he's uh he's railing uh, old old fatty to be. Yeah. Yep. They're uh, sleeping around behind uh, him. There's no high fidelity going on apparently. <laughs> and in some very believable sex scenes. Oh God. You're so terrible. She's like, call me Scarlet. Yeah. Tell tell me how I got a big dick and I could beat that dude up that's your husband. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever gets you there, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, she's like, he's a pussy. I'm like, wait, so if that guy gets an erection from thinking about another guy is a pussy, does that make him gay? Uh, a little. Yeah, because I think, you know, thinking about fucking a guy, I think that makes you a little gay. That's fine. I mean, I'm not here to judge. So it just seemed like it just seemed like the character would be offended if you called him gay. He probably would be. It was 1996. It was a different time. It was. So the gist of it is, we got old uh, Nickelback. He's the local tough. Yeah. He uh, like deals drugs and such and whatever. And then, what do we, what do we call a restaurant man? I, I actually, I started calling him Aragorn, but then I realized he was more Sawyer from Lost, so I'm going to go with Sawyer. So Sawyer is railing Fatty to be, and they they are uh, sneaking around behind Nickelback's back. <laughs> <laughs> that turned out way better than I expected. It yeah, to. that's pretty good. <laughs> And they're, you know, they're humping in, uh, I don't know. Storage closets? Storage closets. (laughs) And they're off humping in a car. And they're like, uh, they they do their business. And they're heading home. And it turns out that our guys from the very beginning, you know, the wrestler and the porn star and the mannequin. Yep. They extend a chain link fence full of fake vines in order to trick people into turning? Yeah, I'm like, that's like the most low-budget, like, trap they could have come up with. It doesn't even go all the way across the road. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? I think they should just put a giant box with a stick propping it up to catch the cars. This free car stuff or whatever the hell. Like, (laughs) it is a step removed from a fucking Wile E. Coyote trap. (laughs) It's pretty bad. But somehow this dude still falls for it and takes the turn and drives into the uh, the stack pole or stack pool house, whatever it was called. And uh, old uh, Sawyer, he's like, oh, something's up here. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, there didn't used to be a turn here. There used to be a road. Oh, wait, and this doesn't even go all the way across the road. I'm not dumb enough to fall for your trick. It's well played, but to no avail. <laughs> and then he sees the the trio from the beginning. They they whack a guy in the head and abduct him and do presumably horrible things. Yeah, what what's his license plate say? I don't remember. It's either like hot stuff or Hot Lovin' or Big Lovin' or something like that. Yeah, Big Dick 23 or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put that on license plates. <laughs> uh, it's just got a K, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets abducted, and then we get to uh, see the basement torture dungeon. Yeah. And he's hoot-hollering at somebody we don't get to see. Nope. Well, you do get to see a bunch of weird, like, caged, like, psychiatric inmates or something. So then, uh, old Sawyer, he comes up with a plan. Because, you see, Nickelback's been leaning on him in some sort of 
I don't even know, protection racket? I don't... Yeah, like some kind of weird extortion thing. I don't know. Like, basically, I want part of your profit, but I'm not going to actually do anything to get part of that profit. Yeah, because he's a total thug. Nickelback. So Sawyer, when he's, you know, railing fatty, is like, hey, look, I saw these guys take a guy and abduct him, and they're going to, like, kill him or something. So what I'm going to do is convince him to kill your husband so then we can, like, have intercourse without hiding in this stock room. Yep, because these cans are bad for my back. And Fatty's all like, cool story, bro. I'm a, I'm on board. Yep. So he heads, uh... He doesn't head off. He sees the trio walking down the street, and he's like, hey, guys, what's up? I saw you, like, murder a guy probably or something? So maybe you should listen to what I got to say. And they just kind of choke him for his trouble. Yeah. They're not, they're not super interested. But later that night, they abduct him out of his totally not a set apartment. Oh, God, yeah. That thing is so... And, oh, and I got there's some weird picture on the wall that would not belong in any dude's house. And... Yeah, is he like in a like a motel room? It seems to be be living in a one room place. Yeah, because the front door opens directly to his bedroom, which isn't usually something that happens. Yeah, and he apparently never locks it, as we'll discover later in this movie. <laughs> so they they snag him up in the middle of the night and drag him back to the mansion. Yeah, it's a decent sized house. And this is where we meet. Oh boy, my favorite person. William Shatner. Aside from William Shatner. Well, no, he's a big giant head. It's true. We meet the head of the family, titular. <laughs> and it turns out that the, the leader of the trio is a big fat head with Swedish chef arms. Tiny little arms. <laughs> and he, he explains arms. that... uh. He's psychically linked to the trio. Yeah, because they're quadruplets. And they all have their own genetic superiorities. Yep. We got Wrestler, who's super strong. Yep. We got Mannequin, who is good at hearing and seeing stuff. And smelling stuff. Basically, he has super senses. And then we got Porn Star, who's good at fucking? Yeah, I mean, like I he's like, as you can guess what her power is, is... <laughs> Vagina? <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent, but sure. I'm I'm pretty sure the fake tits she has weren't she wasn't born with. Hey, this is nineteen ninety six. Those were fucking expensive. <laughs> they don't look good, but they're expensive. Yeah. So basically defined he basically says like they have one brain and four bodies and he controls the other ones whenever he wants to and makes them do whatever he he needs them to do. And old Sawyer, you know, the guy with the restaurant, he's all like, uh, okay, that's cool, but here's what I want to throw out for you. What I want you to do is kill Fatty's husband. So then... Nickelback. Nickelback. Kill Nickelback. So this is not a horror movie now, because it is everyone's, a lot of people's dream right now. I need you to kill Nickelback. Yeah, it's the hopes and dreams of everyone. (laughs) personified (laughs) and he's like so 
don't you do that? And they're like, come on, dude. Seriously? We're not going to do that. And he's like, well, maybe I gave a letter to a lawyer, and if I don't call him every single day and verify my existence, then he's going to turn it to the attorney general or something. Yeah. Basically, we'll get the cops down here to dig through your swamp where you probably have a bunch of vehicles sunk from all the people you've kidnapped over the years. An old head of the family's like, well played, well played. I would slow clap, but my arms won't actually reach each other. <laughs> the guy sitting behind me, who is my arms, can't tell what's happening in front of me. Actually, I kind of thought those were the same guy's arms, because just to describe this, if you haven't seen it, it's just this dude's head in giant prosthetic makeup to look like a giant head, and then these little hands that kind of go out to the sides, up near like his eye level... I figured those were the same actor's hands. He just had to kind of, like, T-Rex his arms a little bit to kind of put him up there. It is equal parts beautiful and tragic. Yeah. It's some real Shakespearean <laughs> shit that's going on with this dude. This movie's full of Shakespearean shit. It is. But more on that later. Yeah. So now Sawyer's pretty much convinced these guys through, you know, blackmail... To take out old uh, Nickelback. Which they do. They take out Nickelback. No. No? But they don't But they don't kill him. Well, they don't kill him. They give him some sort of eyeball gouge lobotomy? Yeah, which didn't actually make him look any worse. So, that was good. And now he's part of their uh, harem? Of yeah, like the monster of, people of lobotomized people that they store underneath the house for some reason. You never know. You're gonna need a dude who's just lobotomized. Yeah, if they need to find the fairies that are tiptoeing through the flowers or whatever it was from disturbed disturbing behavior. So now old uh, Nickelback's out of the picture. So Sawyer and Fatty are free to have more intercourse. Man, but, that which, is 90% of what they do, is have unconvincing intercourse in this movie. Yeah, and like at one point he's laying in his bed, and she just opens up the door to, like, break, like, walks into his house or apartment or hotel room, whatever it is, and just, like, jumps at me. I'm like, does this dude lock his door? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I think if I had, like, a giant brain with a giant pro wrestler looking dude you could control I would lock my door a little bit at least yeah I'd at least you know hit the deadbolt or something on the way in like especially cause he's got like he's got wrestler guy he's got the sex monster and, and then he got super sense man yep and yeah and so he's like, oh, yeah, so I got your husband, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get money out of these guys, because I did some research, and they have lots of lots of money invested in things that burn. Yeah, you know, Bernie <laughs> stuff. That's where the money's at. <laughs> they got Oil, like, coal. gas, coal. <laughs> they got all that Bernie shit, and that's, that's how you get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so old uh, Sawyer decides to roll out Gino, stick it to him a little harder. And he's like, hey guys, listen up. I need $2,000 a week. So I don't tell anybody about your murder factory or whatever the fuck you're doing. Yep. And 
inexplicably, they're just like, okay, cool. Go in the dresser. And Here's some money. Here's some money. And then fuck off. So now a week or so has gone by. And old uh, Fatty is now open with her relationship with him. Yep. And But. Well, the, uh, what's his But head? the brain. The brain has the mannequin spying on him. Yeah, because he's got with, good hearing. With his super senses. So they figure out what lawyer he's using to send this note off. The secret yep. code, which isn't relevant, but still is a plot point. Elvis P. Presley. Jesus Christ. Is his, is his mom's dog's name. Because <laughs> apparently, fuck your mom, guy. Like... <laughs> Well, this the from the accents, this movie appeared to be set in the South, so I could understand some old lady like being obsessed with Elvis Presley. So they, uh, old uh, mannequin and wrestler, they get themselves some bus tickets, and they head yep. off. And one of my uh, top uh, five scenes of the movie, where they go meet the lawyer. <laughs> this is the secretary? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they go to meet the lawyer, and the secretary's like, oh, I'm sorry, he doesn't accept people with no appointment, and wrestler's just like, punch! <laughs> no, just like, no, just not sure. He's like, is Otis gonna have to punch a bitch? Yep, Otis is gonna have to punch a bitch. And, and punch a bitch he does. Just socks he, her right in the fucking face. He definitely kept his pimp hand strong over the years. They head up to the lawyer, and they're like, hey, we needed that letter. And the lawyer's like, what letter, bro? And old uh, wrestler's like, oh, okay, snap a finger. And he's like, that's one. Old mannequin. Yeah. And the lawyer's like, okay, 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 here's the letter. And they're like, copies? Copies? You got copies, right? And he's like, no, no. Snap, snap. And the lawyer's like, I got no copies. What do you? How can I prove it? And wrestler's like, snap your neck. Yep. Because that's proof, and, I guess. Yeah, and then as they walk out of the office, you see the secretary's legs just like <laughs> up in the air because <laughs> she just got uh, it's so punched good. out and just knocked over in her chair. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I really, I really, really enjoyed that part. Yeah, that's a good part. I got to admit. So now, uh, the. The quad, I don't know. What's the right word for four people in a group? Quadrilogy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm drunk. Quad, quadrupeds? So the quadrupeds, that seems right. <laughs> they decide to call on uh, old Sawyer, who is still bone and fatty in the fucking storage and, closet for some and reason. And proposed to her without a ring, which pissed her really the fuck off. Not only did he propose to her, he proposed to her in the middle of fucking her in the storage closet. <laughs> True. Because I don't know about anybody else who got married out there, but that's how I did it. I was in a storage <laughs> closet at the restaurant slash general store. <laughs> and I'm humping my fiancé-to-be and I'm like, hey, you want to get married in the middle of this not convincing sexual act? And she's like, my tits are out. And I'm like, I don't have a ring. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to punch you in the heart. 
Yeah. Okay, we're cool. Because <laughs> that really happened. I'm not making that up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm not wasted. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was a fantastic part. But, in the yes. middle of all that, he gets a phone call. Because what we needed was more shit happening right now. Yep, and they're just like, expect delivery, be alone. And he's all like, okay. So he goes back home to his not soundstage. <laughs> his one-bedroom apartment. His one-room, his studio apartment, basically. And porn star shows up, and she's like, I have $2,000. Also, I have unappealing titties. And I have a blowjob for you. And he's all like, I like most of this. Yeah. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> and as he's getting filleted, which means blowjob, idiots. <laughs> he gets a, he gets a Californicated. He sure does. Because old wrestler punches him in the mouth. Because that's mostly what he does, <laughs> is punch people in the fucking mouth and knock them out instantly. <laughs> I uh, got to do covenant. And then they also, for good measure, abduct old fatty. Yeah, but Otis seems kind of uh, hesitant about hurting her. Uh, I believe the direct quote from the movie is, pretty girl. Because, you yeah. know, that clears it up. Yeah, yeah, that's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, because that says everything. Pretty much. So they take him back to the estate, and now they got old Sawyer upside down, strapped to like a, I don't know, board or something. Yeah, some kind of table that has shoulder rests. And I don't know if we really have given justice to just how great the giant head man when he speaks is. (laughs) He's good. He's so condescending and like. Uh, I can't even describe it. Hopefully Chris can, because I am without words. <laughs> He's, uh... I don't know. I can't I can't do it justice without direct He's, quotes. He's kind of smarmy, kind of condescending, very erudite. You ever come into a situation where you know that you're just, you're out of your league? And so does the guy you're talking to. But he's not going to say, look, fucker, you're punching above your weight class right now. He's just like, yeah. oh, it's okay, buddy. I understand that you're a stupid asshat. <laughs> but, Pretty man, much. this guy, the head of the family, good stuff. Yep. You you got to watch this movie just for this dude. Yep. But I digress. But, yeah, so uh, basically, so you're... Uh, is like no, I I have a, a a second lawyer. I have a second lawyer as a failsafe for the first lawyer. So if you kill me now, you'll still be fucked. So you can't kill me. And so Chris and the family is like, that's fine. We have a whole another person here that we can kill because we kidnapped your girlfriend. Dun dun dun. Yep. And of course, good old fatty. Understands the situation. She knows which way the wind blows. Yeah, so she's like, I've never realized how 
attractive a giant head with no discernible body parts is. Yes. I just really want to get with you sexually. I just want to call you Captain Cunnilingus. And he's like, well, I don't have a dick, but what I can do is make my giant tongue extend and lick your titty. Yep. And she's like, yes, yes, you are Captain Cunnilingus. Yeah, because everybody knows that the weight of a woman's heart is licking uh, the bottom of her tit. Yep. From three feet away, maybe. Yeah. And she's all like, oh, yeah, that's super erotic. I'm totally into this. And the head of the family. Sawyer, though, keeps interjecting things. And she's like, shut up. Let me finish seducing this head. I'm trying to not get murdered, idiot. <laughs> and good old head of the family's like, look, while I enjoyed licking your boob. From three feet would, away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just real busy right now. I got a lot of shit. I got a lot of irons in the fire. With this yep. world domination thing I got going right now. Basically, I'm married to my job. So that's cool that you want to, like, fillet my non-existent penis. Also means blowjob, idiots. <laughs> but I'm going to have to say no thanks, so what we're going to do is torture you guys to death. So, yep. cool, whatever. See you later, tits. <laughs> and now, uh, it's time for the for Shakespeare. Uh, the Shakespearean part. <laughs> Where we have a, a lovely play. Joan of Arc. Which, is that a Shakespeare play? Is there a Joan of Arc Shakespeare play? Actually, I have no idea, but I, I can hope there is, because I might sound like an idiot. But there should be if there isn't a Joan of Arc Shakespeare play. And the head of the, head of the family explains that a long time ago, his great-grandpa or whatever had Lee Harvey Oswald out. And they they enacted some beautiful, beautiful theater. Yep. And the Corsair's like, was that before or after he killed Lincoln? And the head's like, they shot him afterwards. So before. And he's like, oh, okay. Clearly. That makes sense. I yeah, that it. makes All sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that the head of the family, on his lobotomized buddies he's got in the basement, if you recall. Yep. He's got some kind of shot collars on him that make him good actors. Well, make them recite lines. I don't know if we can call them good actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good, though. I mean, give him credit. That, that one guy was great when he would recite the lines that were on the paper in front of him. And the whole time, all, all Sawyer has to do is just give up the other attorney's name. Oh, and I actually wasn't making fun of anyone. That is literally how the guy talked in the movie. Yeah, it's true. He did. <laughs> he was kind of like the uh, the preacher guy for the Princess Bride. Yeah, kind of. Only with less lisping and more monotone. Yeah. So they're reenacting some Joan of Arc nonsense, which is culminates with Charles Vi. Charles Vi, that was pretty good. That's B-I-I, it's Roman numeral, I mean seven. Seven. Dump it. Like, whatever. So, this whole thing culminates in them setting the old fatty on fire at the stake, because you know Joan of Arc. Oh, hold on, though, because that fire was obviously 
about 10 feet in front of where FTB was uh, actually strung up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. It was really yeah. bad. But, but Otis, in his infinite wisdom, was, was unconvinced by the distance between the fire and the damsel. So he must save the pretty lady. <laughs> I think he put it best, because we were all thinking when we saw this, pretty girl. Yep. I really think that really gets to the heart of the matter here. <laughs> yeah. And then he rescues the wrestler rescues her from the the flames that were nowhere near her. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I mean, in several hours those could have been real dangerous. Yeah. But then uh and he takes her off down into the catacombs where they have the the psychiatric patients. And they turn off all the safeguards for the fire, so the the fire extinguishing gas or whatever else they had gets all shut off. And so basically the house is going to burn. So now we have the wrestler who's got Fatty. We've got Sawyer who is now just kind of stumbling about looking for Fatty. They run into Nickelback. Yeah, and Nickelback's like, Hey, bro, what's happening? Why, what's the bad stuff? And old Sawyer's like, Yeah, shit's fucked up. I don't know, bro. I gotta dip out. And he's like, Okay. (laughs) Because reasons. Yep. But they do lure, uh, they lure Sawyer with, uh, porn star at some point. Yeah, and old, uh, Old mannequin man, you know, the guy with the eyes and stuff. He shanks him 37 times in the kidney. Yep. And then Sawyer knocks him over and he hits his head and passes out or dies or something. Well, I think, it, you know, the, the pain is, so, he's so sensitive that the pain just overwhelms him. But So, so Sawyer... But he still doesn't escape. No, he he doesn't. The only, in fact, only two people escape. The only people that escape are, well, that we know of. It's implied yeah. that at some point Sawyer threw family, head of the family, down the stairs. Yeah. And then Pornstar grabbed him. And maybe they're okay? It's not clear. Yeah. But as far as the, there's two survivors we know of, and that is Wrestler and Fatty to be, and she realizes that the rest, Wrestler must be the only surviving member of this family which has a lot of money invested in flammable things, and if she marries him, she gets access to all of his money. So she drags him in front of some like justice of the peace who's in his pajamas that was great i really <laughs> like that i don't know why that was so great to me and they get married yep and they they there's a happy ending but not like in the asian massage parlor sense of the word but in the the lady who is a gold digger has access to a bunch of money happy ending yeah it's a classic story you know, gold digger lady fucks around on her husband, finds another guy, kills the husband, finds another guy, 
kills everyone in a fire, gets married. You know, yep. the classic romantic tale. A, a, a tale older than time. <laughs> Most rom-coms I've seen are based on this premise. <laughs> and that is essentially Head of the Family. Yep. But I do have to admit, a synopsis doesn't do this movie complete justice. No. You know, and uh, we'll get into the how I feel on it portion of this of the of the podcast now. And uh, I have to say the the work the makeup work on the head of the family was really good. Uh, they uh, the uh, mannequin with his eyes ends up looking like uh, the judge from um, Roger who, Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> but but in a good way. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, the porn star's tits, they couldn't really do anything about. But uh, Fatty to be was a rather uh, fetching figure, and they weren't afraid to show off the figure in the movie. Um, but the story, I mean, the story was kind of lame. It kind of had like a film noir kind of feel to it. The story did, which I enjoyed, um, although it was kind of goofy and... I'm still not sure this technically qualifies as a horror movie. That's a fair it, point. But it was still pretty good. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say watch it. I say if you if if you enjoy like a goo- I don't know. There's many of them out there, but a goofy film noir. This fits the bill. Uh, so it's it's really good. If you're a teenage boy, you probably would like to watch this movie. Um, but yeah, I think generally. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Again, it's not, it's not a movie for everybody, but I think it was pretty enjoyable. How about you, Chris? This movie is better than it had any right to be on paper. Yeah. If you look at like a, just a real brief synopsis on IMDb or what have you and see what this movie's about, you're like, eh, that sounds dumb. But the the head of the family guy, the monster head... Good God, is he funny. Yeah. He's just such a snarky dickweed. And... uh, Words don't do this movie justice. It really is something you just gotta kind of watch. I would recommend it to anybody who likes uh, something a little offbeat. It's certainly not a Texas chainsaw or anything like that, but... Man, you could do a lot worse than this if you're looking to kill an hour and a half. Yeah. No, I, I think it was pretty enjoyable. I haven't seen this movie since I was, let's say, 16, probably. But have, those... you actually, have you actually seen this movie? It was one of the ones I picked up years ago in, like, a rental place based on the cover, which is just the head guy in a wheelchair. Okay. And full disclosure... At some point, I mixed up this movie and uh, The Invisible Maniacs. <laughs> That's why I was asking. We'll get to eventually. Yeah. It turns out it's The Invisible Maniac where the man gets killed with a submarine sandwich. <laughs> Which Chris could not remember the name of this movie until, in a, in a fit of inspiration, I googled Man Killed with Submarine Sandwich. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the movie popped up. <laughs> yeah, and I was so happy to know <laughs> that that was a different movie. Because now I have another movie to watch. Yep. 
But I'd I'd say watch it. You could do a hell of a lot worse with ninety minutes. Yeah, no, it was enjoyable. It kind of I don't know. It, it reminded me of a goofier version of the Hot Spot with uh, Don Johnson, uh, Virginia Madsen, and Jennifer Connelly. I'm not familiar with that. It's that's it's a film noir. You should watch that one, Chris. I think you'll enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it just kind of it was a goofier version of that. Yeah, it, the horror elements are limited, but it's still super entertaining to watch. Yeah, you just have to know what you're getting into. Yep, and it also featured a wheelchair, which is important because this is accidental wheelchair month. <laughs> But now it's Intentional Wheelchair Month. Really. Now, now Intentional Wheelchair Month. <laughs> and we're going to follow this one up with Scream of Fear. Yes, for like 1961. It's got Christopher Lee. Yep. And if that's so, not enough, then fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't seen a bad Christopher Lee movie yet. Well, there's one of the later Hammer Dracula movies that's pretty terrible. But other than that, I can't yeah. complain about Christopher well, Lee. As long as they got the ladies there that are available for Rumpy Pumpy, we're uh, we're good to go. Rumpy Pumpy, indeed. Yep, the AFR. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, but since Chris is too busy twirling his hair, uh, <laughs> if you would like to suggest other wheelchair-based movies to us for the month of January, which I believe we have Scream of Fear and then one other slot open, which we have an idea for, but we would love to take recommendations for as well, since we'll be recording that on the 31st of January. Uh, you can, you can, best way to contact us, honestly, is Facebook, which is facebook.com slash slaughterhouse princess. Uh, that's usually where we interact the most, but we also have a subreddit at r slash s r slash shp podcast uh there is an email address which i think is slaughterhouse princess podcast at gmail.com yes, yes uh is. unfortunately for brett there is no myspace uh there there is a twitter that no one knows what it is anymore it has been uh, lost to time and lovecrafting horrors i think at this point yeah yog sagoth ate it <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i always stick with uh, stick with facebook or sometimes with the subreddit uh but uh yeah if you have any ideas on movies you would like us to watch we generally take any recommendation uh, which uh, includes a future recommendation for tusk that i have received from a friend uh, or someone or someone who claims to be a friend i have not yeah. seen the, i haven't seen the movie yet but chris is already groaning which is a good sign hey troy so, friend i don't know you <laughs> But kind of fuck you, not on a nope. personal level, but because you recommended Tusk. Yeah, well, he'd seen Necromantic as well, so he is a bit of a, well, a unique individual. All right, I'll I'll draw back my fuck you fifty percent, and it's only a half <laughs> fuck you at this point. So uh, I don't. What, what do we do from here now, Chris? I forget without Brett. Well, from here we just uh, remind everyone that next time around we're going to do Scream of Fear, and. I'm just going to throw out, again, because I want to, maybe uh, check out the Horror Show Hot Dog guys. they got a Patreon going. Yep, it's uh, patreon.com slash shhd, 
Oh, HSHD, I'm sorry. Horror Show Hot Dog. Makes that's sense. How you, that's how you remember it. That's how acronyms work. And, and, uh, and that's just yeah. because we think they do good work. They're not asking us to do this. We're doing this. Nope. And uh, like I posted on the Facebook, uh, they are the reason I found this podcast, Slaughterhouse Princess, and eventually became a uh, contributor to. So I appreciate that. And uh, I've thrown a little bit of money and love their way. But uh, I think I think they would be happy with even just a dollar a month from you. Uh, every little bit helps them uh, produce good work. They're doing blog posts now with uh, video game reviews and some other things. So they, uh, they're looking to branch out and expand the Horror Show Hot Dog uh, brand into a... And they have a new podcast now, Horror Story Hot Dog. Yeah, where they're doing uh, stories as opposed to movies. Yep. Yep, and uh, that's been. They have their first one out on the fifteenth. They had they had that out, and it was quite enjoyable. Uh, I listened to it and then recommended some books to them, and uh, so you know, give that a listen as well. I believe that's horrorstoryhotdog.com. dot com, and uh, yeah. So, so next time around, scream of fear. It's got wheelchairs and Christopher Lee. That's all I need to know about it. <laughs> all right, have a good night, everybody.